gentlemen, welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, and joining me, as per the always, Justin Baker, my co-host. Justin, the season is upon us. We're a week in. Uh, as we start the show, we, we will get to our top 20 goalies in the National Hockey League. But as we jump in, we just want to run through our top three surprises so far of the first week of the season. And so, uh, Justin... One surprise it doesn't have to be like this is my number three. It can just, but we'll just run out three surprises. Cool, a little give, mini give list. Me, give me one of your surprises so far. Yeah, start the season. I think it's uh, it's shocking the teams that are left undefeated right now. Uh, a couple of them that stand out that I honestly thought were going to finish or predicted would finish towards the bottom of their division: Edmonton and Anaheim, for example. Right? I mean, we knew they were going to probably struggle. Maybe they were going to lack some depth scoring beyond their. You know, they're big guys, and John Gibson, who is just still killing it in goal, as I firmly predicted. But um, We'll yeah. get to those rankings. James Neal, though, six goals. I mean, what the frick? Yeah, having that four-goal game. I know. What an unbelievable game. I mean, the guys, he had seven goals all last year. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you get to play with Connor McDavid. Uh, when you're good, he actually can. Yeah. Right, you have someone. All you need yeah. to be able to do is shoot a little. And James <laughs> Neal definitely could do that. I mean, undefeated. Also, the Boston Bruins, Carolina Hurricanes, um, the Bruins doing it in only allowing four goals in the last, in the first three games of the season. So, uh, definitely doing it on the defensive side. Uh, it's it has been. I, I mean, it's so hard to, you know, it's three, four. Some teams have only played one game for the Flyers and the Blackhawks. So it's really hard to go. Yes, this team is going to be really good. Or uh oh, the Sharks they're going to be terrible because they started. The season, they're what? They're 0-4 to start the year. Right, or uh, Tampa sitting in sixth place in the division. Oh, no. Yeah, so. yeah. And, uh, but Stamkos already has come out and said, like, if we don't pick this up, it's going to be a long year. There you go. So, I mean, he's not joking around. And, it's, and by no means a small test having to go and play Toronto in their next game. So big games for both those teams. Good. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's been great seeing some big heavyweight matchups already early on in the season. I would say that uh, one of my surprises is the San Jose Sharks, as, as previously mentioned, uh, just the fact that they have not been able to score. That's my surprise. Like, I don't think we, I don't think we thought that uh, defensively they were great. I mean, you know, you know, last season they weren't good defensively. The goaltending was pretty bad, but they were able to outscore uh, some of those mistakes so far through this year, five goals in four games, and they go, ah, crap, I guess we need to sign Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> yeah, officially signed today, so his Ironman streak can continue. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, it's crazy, though, to f- five goals in four games. That That's what that's what surprised me. Like, it, wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me so much that they're 0-4. 0-4. They have played some good teams, but... To have only scored five goals is, is pretty crazy. Yeah, and Evander Kane, I mean, granted, he did miss three games, but comes back that first game, scores a goal, which is great. But uh, on the flip side, you you got to look at goaltending, right? Like, maybe you're starting to worry a little bit, you know? I mean, Martin Jones, we, you know, before last season, he was a pretty rock-solid goaltender. You know, he wasn't a, a elite goaltender by any means, but he was still good enough yes. to carry the team. And so, you know, already 17 goals against in four games, and that's just, that's a little alarming. And, and that, you know, you can't really look at Aaron Dell and be like, all right, we can go to this guy, or they don't have the depth to do it, really. Right. So at what point do you maybe say, okay, do we do we need to move somebody? Do we need to hit the panic button and maybe try to sign like Michael Norivirth who's sitting out there in free agency land? So it's not going to do anything. Maybe not, but I mean. Um, other surprises, 
Mika Zibanejad just coming out. Yes. Four points in two different games, eight points to start the year. And he's just been rolling. Um, and, and I'll give it to your boy, Anthony Mantha. Yes, that looking nice good. Four goal night. But on top of that, he's got seven points. Like, it's not like he scored four goals and that was that was kind of it. He's played very well in all three of Detroit's games. Yeah, that, that actually is one of my other surprises. And it's not so much that it's Anthony Manta. It's that that line is still rolling like they were at the end of the year. I figured, you know, some teams would pick up and be like, okay, cool. We know this this line can be good, so let's maybe go out and check them a little bit more. But no, they, they're just being dominant as ever. And it, they don't seem to be slowing down. No. So uh, one more surprise for me is... That Andre Shvetsnikov has six points, yet none of them are goals. Touted as a guy who's supposed to be this goal scorer, and he has his six assists coming in, three of them on the power play. Uh, but he's getting so he's getting seventeen minutes a night. So Shvetsnikov's definitely. I mean, his minutes are are going up, and he's going to be relied upon pretty pretty heavily. It looks like here. So, yeah. Uh, my last surprise, though, Dustin Bufflin hasn't come back yet. You figure as depleted as that blue line is for the Winnipeg Jets and relying so heavily on Neil Point, Pionk at this well, point. I mean, <laughs> so you know, going into yesterday's game, yeah, they had like 347 games of experience between their entire blue line. That's ridiculous. The next <laughs> highest team for game games played. Mm-hmm. Can you take a guess at what team that was? Dallas, maybe. No, they do no, have some youngins. So. They do have some youngins. It's actually Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. And they have fourteen hundred games <laughs> of experience, more than four times. <laughs> Stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty significant. So, uh, but they won, and they got goals from their defense too. So, they did. Yes. So uh, a, a pretty cool night for them. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to what you are here to hear about, and that is the top twenty goalies in the National Hockey League, and. Uh, I just want how how did you make this list? Like where where is your list coming from? What was your mindset when you were putting yeah. this together? So first off, I will say I did put this list together prior to the regular season starting. Me too. So okay, Me good. Too. Yeah, because there there's a couple guys on this list that maybe you might look at now and be like, oh man, like well, who cares? The guy so has like three four bad games. You, like it sure. shouldn't change this list. Like this is a that's that's like saying. Well, it's hot right now. It's supposed to be cold. So see if it's global warming. And it's like, well, it's a cl- like there's climate and there's weather. Right now, we're looking at the climate of goalies. Sure. And then my, my other big thing with this list was not from a fantasy perspective either, but mainly as if I had one game to win it all, what goaltender would I take and what order would I put them in? Yep. And to me, that was that was it. And so yep. um, that's, yeah. that's pretty much how I did it. Good. I didn't do it by... Uh, like who would I want to start a franchise with? I thought because I thought about that, and and of course, like you'd have probably a guy like Carter Hart higher up on this list. Oh, absolutely, he's younger, and a guy like Mark Andre Fleury a little lower. Right, sure. Right. Uh, this is like this year. I need to win the cup. Who do I want on my team? Perfect. And with that said, who just missed your top twenty? Just missed. Okay, I've got. A couple tandems actually that made my just miss. Oh, so you you bunch guys into some tandems. I did a little bit, um, I not I, necessarily. I definitely have guys individually because when I, I also did take an account too, like the amount of games I think they're going to play this season, um, just a little bit in in terms of that. Okay. Um, but again, I I don't think that really necessarily hurts how good of a goaltender they can be, but it did factor into it just a, a minute a bit. So. Um, so for me, my just missed, I had Varlamov and Grice, that duel uh, from the island, because again, I just, I don't 
think Varlamov is going to be that great of a goaltender this season. And, okay. yep. and Grice, he's been so up and down in terms of, you know, his production um, over the last few seasons. So, you know, not so hot on that. Uh, the other one that made my just miss was Jimmy Howard and Corey Crawford. And okay. I say Crawford mainly be and Jimmy Howard, both of those guys mainly because of the injuries. Um, you know, because sometimes you, you worry, right? If you got one game to win it all, is that guy going to be healthy through the whole game? Is he going to get injured at some point? And those are two guys that have been pretty injured. I mean, for different reasons, but uh, had a lot of injuries over the last few years. Okay. Um, I just missed. I have Yaroslav Halak. Okay. Also that. And uh, Thomas Grice misses my list. And as well... Jacob Markstrom, who I think had a really nice bounce back year last year, but I am not quite sure I'm totally sold on him. Same. And I also, even if I am sold on him, there's 20 other players I'd rather have above him. That's fair. So um, let's let's do this by like three guys at a time. It's a list of 20. It take a little while. So let's uh, let's go number 20 through 18. All right, 20 through 18. So my number 20 to start this list, Martin Jones. Again, he's been rock solid minus last year. So, um, you know, this year, what are we going to see? Are we going to see the guy that is, um, you know, that goaltender from last year? Are we going to see the the dude who, you know, can be a, a pretty solid goaltender? Uh, 19 for me, Jonathan Quick. And at number 18, Devin Dubnik. And I think uh, Doobie has not necessarily a decline, but I'm, I'm starting to see it a little bit. And so uh, that does worry me a little bit. And same with Jonathan Quick. I'm, I'm starting to see maybe – the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit more than I am seeing the light. Okay. Um, yeah, my, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look something up here real quick, but I'll, and I'll find it eventually. Uh, my 20 is anti Ranta. I have a really hard time not putting him in the top 20. Uh, but I felt because last year he was, he came in and he was, I mean, he was definitely in our top 10. He was great. Yeah. And I, I the injury and I know he's hurt to start the year, but to me, it was just, I'm not ready to get rid of him out of my top 20. So he's my 20. Jonathan Quick is my 19. And Samesies. Philip Grubauer is my 18. Ooh, okay. Good. I am. I, I think that by the end of the year, Grubauer is the one who will be maybe a little bit higher up on this list. Uh, Jonathan Quick, a guy who's really had to kind of change his game because of the way that equipment has changed and the way that the, the game has Changed since he was winning those cups and he won the Conn Smythe Trophy. I think that the game is relatively passing Jonathan Quick by. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't. I think that he's now just an average goalie. Which I mean, if you're in, if you're somewhere around fifteen to twenty, you're probably going to be like, it's you're an average goalie. If you're fifteen to twenty in wingers, you're a freaking great winger. Right. <laughs> if you're twentieth best goalie in the NHL, you're probably. Like there, I have a couple players from the same team on this list, but chances are you're, you're like, if you're not a playoff team, like if you're not a playoff goalie in here, like it's because your team's really bad. All right. Fair enough. So, uh, there, there's my 20 through 18. So not, not too much, too much deviation. Who's, who do you have 17 through 15? All right. 17. I've got anti rot now. We, already mentioned him a little bit and same at 16 your other guy you mentioned philip grubauer i do think this guy has a lot of upside more than most of the other goaltenders uh you know towards the back end of my list and at uh number 15 for me henrik lundquist the king himself 
Uh, still a very capable goaltender. Maybe not the 930, 925 goaltender he used to be, but I still think he is very capable of stealing games and giving you some wins above average. Okay. My 17 through 15, I have Carter Hart at 17. Okay. Uh, did you have him higher? In? He is higher on my list, okay. yes. Yeah. I, I thought about it. And with Carter Hart, I just felt like he's still young. He really came into a season uh, when, when he started playing for the Flyers late last year. It was almost like, all right, the season's kind of written off. They fired their GM. Everything was pretty tumultuous. So you come in as a young guy and you're like, no one's putting a bunch of pressure on you. I want to see how he performs under the pressure of being a number one goaltender for a whole entire year. But I do think that, again, like like Grubauer, has a really good chance to, I mean, move up and be in like the top 12, top 10 of this list by the end of this year. Uh, and then I have Jack Campbell at 16. I do. I was, when I, doing all this list, I was like, okay, I have Jack Campbell higher than Jonathan Quick. This isn't like, yeah. at the beginning of last year, you would have thought I was nuts if I told you that that was going to happen. But Jack Campbell definitely, uh, in terms of like his his wins above replacement and his his point shares were very high despite being on a, a really bad team. He outperformed what most people would have done on that team, uh, based on you know some of the like a, the fancy stats that we have available to us. So I I think Jack Campbell is you know he's worthy of being up there, but he's on such a bad team that it's. It's almost hard to say, like, was Jack Campbell really good or was it just there was no pressure? And so, you know, hey, we, we had no expectations and you happen to exceed our very low bar. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, this is a, I think he was a former first rounder, but um, this is a guy who had a lot of high expectations going into Dallas and didn't necessarily meet them, had opportunity to come up, um, you know, during that whole, you know, Kerry Lettinen era and didn't really, you know, grab the reins and didn't really take the opportunity to steal the starter's position from him. And that's why they eventually turned to, you know, um, Kudobin and uh, Ben Bishop here down the road. But um, I, I was happy to see him, you know, get some moderate success there in L.A., um, albeit on a crappy team. And I, I'm a little weary. I, I kept him off my list just because I want to see him do it again, right? Yep. I want to make sure that he he actually is legit because if he can do this again this season, he'll definitely make my top 20 list so, next year. So uh, just, just to give some Jack Campbell perspective. Please, give it to me. Uh, there is a stat, it's called uh, goals saved above replacement, which is basically like, you know, given the same save, per- given his save percentage in the shots face versus the league average save percentage on the same number of shots, how many goals did he save above the average? And he's seventh in the NHL, uh, saving an average of 15 goals above replacement. That's pretty good. So yeah. ah, seventh in the NHL and granted on a, on a bad team, but you're you're up there with some uh, some pretty good names and and ahead of some pretty good names too. So uh, that that definitely plays played a factor. Also, the fact that his quality starts, uh, which a quality start is, uh, you know, it's basically did you uh, did you suck or not? No, it's it <laughs> starts with a save percentage above average save percentage for the year or at least 88.5% on nights with 20 or fewer shots. So that's how you determine a quality start. And Jack Campbell, ninth highest for quality starts uh, in quality start percentage at 64%, which uh, there was a couple guys above him that played less than 10 games. So really he's probably more like seventh. uh, And in terms of guys that played, played a lot of games. So he's, 
he's up there. He's having a lot of quality starts uh, in terms of his percentage, and maybe he'll get some extra starts this year, and, and that'll really show what he's what he's actually made of. But um, I'm sorry, who's your say your 17 through 15 again? Uh, Ratna Grubauer, then Henrik Lundqvist. So you're at number 15. What do okay, you got so, for me? So we're close on Lundqvist. I, I've got at uh, 15. I have Connor Hellebuck. Do you have Connor Hellebuck on your list? I do have him a little higher, though. a little higher. Okay, yeah, because he. I mean, he hasn't really. Has he played this year so far? Not I really. Like They've been going to Breeze or Boisset. Boisson. Yeah, however you pronounce it. They've gone to him a little bit more, and I think it's it's just because uh, you know Hallebuck came out and he didn't have a good start to the season, one game, and uh, they rode to the backup, and he he's been playing pretty good. So you know why. Why not a good thing? And I, I think actually, actually he has started two games. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One, one. Uh, but I mean, to be quite honest, I think um, you're going to see a lot of a uh, lot of backup it, it, play. It's going to be, year. and it's going to be a lot of backup play for a lot of guys. So it it really is significant having two goalies on this list because if you have two of the top twenty goalies in the league, you are in freaking great shape, right? Uh, so I have Hellebuck at fifteen, uh, and then fourteen is where I have Henrik Lundqvist. Okay, so. So why don't you give me your 13 and 12 then? Uh, Darcy Kemper, who really flew up this list. Sure. It wasn't, wouldn't have been anywhere close. Might not have even been in the top 30 last year. Like uh, Campbell, though, I'm a little hesitant on him. I mean, he was decent in L.A. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't done... Uh, hasn't done much before last season to really like, oh, gosh, man. He had guy's... some... He was in, uh, in Minnesota, right? Before that? Wasn't he in Minnesota? No, L.A. L.A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he... I mean... Yeah, he, he. It's not like he was uh, he was tearing up anything, but he also yeah. he. I think he was a guy that was kind of flying under the radar, and, and he, I mean, at the he same was always time, a quality backup yeah. though. Like you, you could knock him as a backup, but now he's almost emerging. I mean, I think what he's getting four and a half million for the next two years. So yeah, now I mean, you almost they, have to look at him as like this guy is a number one, number one B or whatever it is. See, you know? he is zero and two to start this year. But he's got a one five four goals against and a nine four five save percentage yeah, through the team first that two games. Like, score goals. They just can't score goals for him. I mean, he's you know that's a that's a real quality start. It's it's not like he's having a you know a bad start to the year. It's just he's not getting any help. Uh, both those starts considered quality starts for him. So, uh, and so who are your so we're looking at your number twelve. Yes, my number twelve is Pecorine. Pecorine, okay. Yes, wow. I have him a lot lower than I actually than I thought that I would have Pecorine on my list. Yeah, that's that's almost hard to say. I mean, granted, he is up there in age, and you think just the quality goaltender you've had for the last you know ten plus seasons in Nashville. So it's it's hard to imagine him starting to slip down these lists now. Yeah, I mean, he's he was fourteenth uh, in goals saved above replacement. So I mean he's still still good like he's that's you know right around where he's where I have him ranked uh, just over half of his starts were quality starts which really drops him to me I mean he thirty third in the league in quality starts out of his 56, 55 starts thirty of them were qual- considered quality starts so I mean he's I know there was a lot of nights where he wasn't seeing a lot of rubber so you let in a a few goals and and there there it goes but uh, the fact that he when he's on, he's really on. But when he's not, he's he's pretty bad. <laughs> and I I just see that. I hopefully, I mean, he had started fifty five games last year. That number could squeeze to anywhere between forty six and fifty, because I think they're gonna try and play Saros a good solid amount. Almost every other game is my guess. 
Okay. So he drops down that list because he he really has been less reliable and uh you know, I think he, he had that one. He had the Vez, He won the Vesna. Right. Well, last year he won the Vesna. No, two years two ago. Two years he won ago, the Vesna, and I, I felt like that was probably his swan song. He's still a good goalie, but maybe he's a better goalie starting forty five games. I mean, we saw a lot of goalies have the career years starting forty something games. So maybe that's the future for Pekarene. In which case, he's still probably ranking around here for me. Sure. I'm assuming you have him. I do have him a little higher, yes. Much higher, much higher or a little higher? Not much higher, but yeah. So who's your 14, 13, 14, 12? 13, 12. Uh, 14 for me is um, Mr. Carter Hart. Uh, okay, so again, you have him higher. Yeah, he's a little bit higher on my list because I like what I've seen out of him. He played on a very bad defensive team in Philadelphia and still had some pretty decent numbers. Uh, finished middle of the road. In terms of you know uh, goal saved above average, um, but I mean he, he's a guy that was very highly touted. He's supposed to be like the next you know the next goaltender for Philadelphia, right? They haven't had anybody since Ron freaking Hextall, and um, who might make our list on the next show? You don't know. Um, we'll save hey, that. Hey, <laughs> so, yes, Flyers on our next show. Yeah, yeah um, but I, I like what the future holds for this guy, and I do think. You know, he came right in and nerves of steel trying to take this team into the playoffs for a team that was just on the hot seat. Like, they they were trying trying to push, and he came in and, and was very good, um, all things considered. So, for me, I think, yeah, you know. I'd, I'd say that he was he stabilized there. Absolutely. I, I won't – it's hard to tell. Was he good? Was he that good? I mean, in terms of, uh, in terms of like, a save percentage, he was, he was about average – uh, you know, quality starts, he's still below 50%, but I'll, I'll chalk that up to him probably being a not the greatest defensive team. And also the fact that he's 20 years old coming into the net, like that's very young goaltender. Absolutely. And he definitely has room to develop. It's This is not to say that he won't develop into maybe even a top five, temp, top 10 goaltender. For me, right, that's a, that's a little high for me. Uh, granted, it's not much, not much further than where I have. No, him, not much. <laughs> it's uh, I. Would I pick him for this season? Like, would I rather have Henrik Lundqvist over Carter Hart this season? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like, you're gonna tell me right now, for just this year. Like, let's say your team makes maybe the, not a whole season, but but that I mean, but I'm talking like one game though. Like, I'll, I'll take Carter Hart right now. Real Carter Hart over yeah, Henry. I would right now. For one game, I would just barely. Wow, yeah. I think that that that's a little. Uh, you you're not banking on Henrik Lundqvist. The fact that he's been made probably the best goalie over the last 15 years, and you would rather have he's up there the as guy one of the best. who's 20 years old who's played 30 games. I might take him. Yeah, I just might take him. Wow. I think the potential's there, and I really like what I've but seen. But for one game, you're not trying to base off potential. No, but I, I he could he could steal a game. Though. I, think I'm gonna, I think my he team's going to beat yours. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, sorry, keep... Carter Hart. Carter yeah, Hart Carter Hart 14. at 14. So, my number 13, Connor Hollebuck. Um, again, came into the league... You know, his first full season was great. You were a huge Hellebuck yeah, guy. Like I still before am. Before Hellebuck was a Hellebuck, you were a Hellebuck. Absolutely, I was you, a Hellebucky. Like I feel uh, like you had him on your fantasy <laughs> team as like a write-in. As <laughs> a write-in? <laughs> While he was still at Michigan. <laughs> yes, yes. You're like, I'm going to get him for my keeper uh-huh. league. That's great. I should have. Damn it. Um, 
Yeah, I like I I like Hellebuck. I still think he can be a top ten, but he regressed a little bit, and I do think the team in front of him I mean, isn't yeah. as good defensively, and it's they're getting even worse this year. So, you know, he's gonna have to step up and be the guy this year if they want a shot at being in the playoffs. They somehow went from like a pretty at least like a middle of the road defense to the worst defense, not even close in the national. Right. League. A couple of years ago we were talking Stanley Cup contention, and now we're last much, year. Right. And now we're almost writing them off as missing the playoffs. Like they're uh-huh. a bubble team for me, and yeah. that's why I picked them to finish fifth in the central. And if they weren't in the central, if they were in the Pacific, I'd say they'd make the playoffs, no problem. But in the that's central, fair. yeah, I don't know. A lot tougher. They might finish last in the central. Ooh. That's possible. I mean, it really is That's at this possible. point. Uh, and then at number 12 for me, Jordan Bingington. Okay. The, the old binner. Yes. I have him much higher on my list. I, You know what? It's If he played more than one season again, like Carter Hart, maybe he could go higher. Uh, I'll say this, though. In, in I know I know, I just yes, ragged because, on you. I just yeah, ragged on if you. If I want to go the king over Bingington, I mean. But let's let's also remember, he... He also like he if it weren't for Ryan O'Reilly, he wins the Conn Smythe. Sure. Like that's fair. And he's much older. Like he's he yes, he doesn't have NHL experience the is there. But he definitely has experience playing as opposed to Carter Hart, who I mean he legitimately I mean what since he's eighteen years old, how many games has he played? That's fair. 70, yeah. 80 games. And this is another reason why I have Bingington a couple spots higher, too. Sure, the experience is there. And he, he the drive, the passion, the, like, the determination was there from the get-go, right? The team kind of written him off. Not necessarily written him off, but almost like kind of buried him in the AHL because they're like, okay, we're going to ride this Jake Allen guy, and uh, you know, we're just going to see what happens to you, whatever. We don't care. And he was, he was almost gone. He got loaned out to Boston and yeah. played on their AHL team and just stole the show. I mean, Bennington with... Uh 13.7 goals saved above replacement, which is good for 12th. And he only played 32 games. Well, there's only a few guys. That, there's only one guy, and that's Jack Campbell above him, that played less games and had more saves against replacement. Um, not to mention the fact that Bennington, I'll say second in the National Hockey League in quality start percentage. It's pretty freaking 66.7%. Only Ben Bishop higher than him. I mean, Thatcher Demko and Alex Nedeljevic were higher, but they played nine in a one game. So, <laughs> one for one for Nedeljevic. Yeah, yeah, best game of his life. Uh, okay, so <laughs> eleven through nine. Let's, let's go. Let's go. My or my eleven through nine. We start to hit some more familiar faces. At least, uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury is my eleven. Wow, uh, I have a much higher. Do you? okay. Yes, uh, I think that. He like maybe I re- I'm regressing him a little bit like maybe he should be a little bit higher, uh, but from what I saw of him at the end of the year and into the playoffs, he just I mean two years ago unbelievable, and it looked like he came back to normal, which is about that. I mean you know what you're gonna get from Mark Andre Fleury. I actually uh, I would say I would rather have a goalie who I know what I'm gonna get from him. Like is Mark Andre Fleury all right? He had he had the unreal playoffs and he was just you know what 93 94% save percentage at at the time but for the most part you're not getting big lows from Marc Andre Fleury you're also not getting big highs from him uh, maybe more highs than the average goaltender of course but he's very consistent like you're looking at like a nice 90 91 9 92 save percentage uh just all the way across the board and so you know I'll I'll, I'll take a guy 
who who does that. But I think he is he is getting a little bit older. He's definitely in terms of the guys on this list. Uh, you know, there's there's few guys that are older than him on this list. I think I don't think anybody is older than him ahead of him. So that could play a factor a little bit. And I well, I do think Vegas is going to be really good. I just have him a little bit lower than some of these guys on this list. Um, my number right. 10 is Tuka Rask. Okay. And then my number nine is Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. That's yeah. a surprise. He missed my list. I thought about putting him on, wow. but again. Missed your list. Missed my list. And let me just say why, too, because he was middle of the road in Buffalo, right? Mediocre. He had some... You know, he had some decent years. I wouldn't say anything that was exceptional or even worth calling him a top 10 goaltender. And then he comes into the island, right? He's almost written off the mental health problems. You know, I, again, no knock on him. And I think it's great what, you know, the storyline for him last year. And it's it's great that he got back into form and figured that part of his, his life out uh, because there's nothing more important to me than health, regardless if it's mental or physical. And comes into to, to the island and gets a new defensive coach basically in Barry Trotz, right? Who puts in a system that really worked in a goaltender's favor. And, and he succeeded, which was great. Good on him. He gets to go to Chicago now, but I, I want to see more now. He's in a team now that's not going to have that same defensive system that's maybe going to be a little bit looser when it comes to playing offense. So we'll, true. we'll see how that plays out. I, I'll say this. Robin, okay, th- third in the league in uh, goal saved against replacement. Yeah, 26. Barry Trotz, got it. Mm-hmm. Uh well, no, but this is also a thing that all this means is that he stopped for the same amount of shots that he received. His percentage saved was so much higher than the average goalie. I would like to see, though, the quality shots. Yes. Though. Yeah, absolutely. So, that I mean, yeah. that that definitely is is going to be be a be a factor. I think, yes, going into Chicago, he's not going to have the same type of defense in front of him. But it's not as bad as it was in Buffalo. Not at all. Yeah, you're right it about was just, that. It was just a train wreck when he was in Buffalo. Plus, I think the mental health issues. I mean, when when Robin Leonard got traded from Ottawa to Buffalo, people were saying like, wow, now Buffalo's going to be good because Leonard is right. so good. Former first round draft yes. pick. I mean, he was very highly not touted. Not too many goalies you take in the first round. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have him. I have him high thinking that last year wasn't a fluke. And that he's maybe, I mean, he's, he's what? He's 20, uh, blah, 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 blah. He's, he's not that old. 27 years old. So you think, all right, I mean, the guy's now had six seasons in the National Hockey League. Like, this is about when goalies really hit their stride. Right. And if, if you this is figured his it out stride, then he, maybe this is too low for him. The fact that he missed your list is pretty crazy to me. The fact that he had the season that he had last year and he misses your list entirely. Whereas Anti Ranta, who is, Still hurt is on your list. That's that's pretty crazy because Ratna has consistently given me quality goaltending. Whereas Robin Leonard's been a little up and down, and so I again just missed my list just because again the whole system in front of him and can he repeat that going in somewhere new? So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I will say though he if he continues to have the same type of success or even close to it, you know, nine twenty next year will be a whole another story. He'll definitely make my top fifteen. So also. Don't doubt me next time. Don't doubt me. Darcy Kemper definitely played in Minnesota. No, for I didn't six say he did. Years. You you asked me. You asked me <laughs> where he played last. He came for. Where did he play? And he played in L.A. Well, okay, yes, yeah. he played in L.A. last. <laughs> I felt like you told me that he didn't play in Minnesota. Oh, I was like, well, okay, I swear he I played. Mis- in Minnesota. I misunderstood you. Because it was, was like point. Darcy Kemper and Josh Harding. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 
I do remember Hardy. Uh, okay, so who do you have? 11 through 9. 11 through 9. All right, so 11 for me, I have Matt Murray. Okay, I have him a little higher. Yeah, biggest worry for me is the injury bug. I have right? him at 8. Okay, that's fair. And I I can see the argument for that, absolutely. The The problem for me is the injuries, right? And that's why guys ninth, like... ninth in the league and goals saved above replacement. Yeah. Again, injuries. I, th- I think, again, if you take that away, then guys like maybe Corey Crawford or Jimmy Howard might have made my list. And some of the younger guys like, you know, Carter Hart might have or Antti Ratna might have fallen off. So uh, I, that that played a big factor for me, you know, because, again, what am I going to get throughout the whole year f- from a guy like Matt Murray? And he is in a contract year this year. So uh, from I mean, a fan- in, in fairness, he played 50 games last year, which, which is, is about not where bad. you want guys to be now. And I think that's what, you know, Pittsburgh's going to try to do again this year too, right? Because they want to keep him healthy and they want him to be ready for the playoffs. Uh, that is assuming they can make the playoffs this year. It's looking shaky so far with Malkin He did have and- four penalty minutes last year, so that might keep him out of the lady ping. <laughs> Actually, do you know who led all goalies in penalties? I would like to last know. Year? It was uh, Darcy Kemper with 14 penalty minutes. Wow. Wonder the next what. highest was Vasilevsky, Mrazek, and Quick with six. Probably so a lot of those trapezoids playing the pucks. Seven minor penalties through that's in 55 funny. starts. That's I mean, that's a penalty like every four games or, or five games. Or well, every seven games, yeah. Every, that's crazy, though. Okay, so. good. What? Um, okay, uh, number 10 for me, Pekka Rene again. Okay. If we're talking one game, this guy can steal it for sure. That's yeah, that's uh, fair. I mean, I my ten through eleven, Rask, Flurry, Renee. I'll take all, I'll take any of those guys in sure. in a in a one game shot. Yeah, it's yeah. And Renee's to, got the hardware to go with it too, which is great. That always helps. Uh, you know, my my vote of confidence when I'm looking at a guy always helps to know that reporters liked him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, Tuka Rask. I mean, this is a guy who who could have easily. You know, I mean, going into the Stanley Cup Finals was a Smythe. He would have won the Smythe yeah. if the Bruins had won game seven. Right. Yeah. Agreed. He was that guy. So I agree. Um, I know what I'm getting out of him. He's been very consistent for Boston for so many years. Uh, very low in the uh, in the goals saved above replacement. Only 3.21, which is good for 29th in the wow. league. Just behind Alexander Georgiev and uh, just in front of Curtis McElhaney. Okay. So, it's only one stat, and you know sometimes those stats can be can Deceiving. be liars. And also, you know his quality starts only at fifty three percent. But I'm thinking like he had a really bad start. I mean, Halak he did essentially took over as the number one for a minute. And so, am I willing to like kind of write that off? I, I feel like the last it was like a year and a half. Rask was pretty bad. Maybe even two and a half years. It was like Rask was barely an average goaltender, and then because he was so good before that. And then he kind of fell off, and then second half of last year and into the playoffs, it was like the old Rask. He does game. have stretches. I will say that he does have a lot of stretches. stretches. So, uh, and your number nine was Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask. Yeah. Okay. So yes. moving on, eight through six. Uh, my eight, as I said, was Matt Murray. Okay. I have him up up a, a little bit higher. Thinking Pittsburgh's defense is pretty bad, and despite the fact that you know, yes, there's there's been injuries, he has really held it together. Uh, for the Penguins, my one knock on him, there is a stat called really bad starts. <laughs> I, I think that's a great name for it. Just really bad start. Usually it's something like starts below NHL, you know, like some sort of fancy name, but just really bad start. Just shit starts. It should just be SS. There you go. Shit starts. Uh, he did have 10 of those last year, so which Ouch. was seventh in the league. So that, 
But the fact that he he did play so well in terms of like his goals saved above replacements, uh, his uh, his goalie point share, he was top ten. I think that he is due for a bounce back year, especially if he can be healthy. I mean, we got to think, even though he played 50 games, how many of those was he health, healthy for? Well, maybe he's not healthy for 10 of those, and that that kind of affects that. So uh, I, I like him at eight. He also has a Conn Smythe to his name. Does he have Never, a Conn Smythe? Did who? he win the Conn Smythe? No, he Memory? didn't. He didn't win the Conn no. Smythe. No, Crosby won both of them. He did win both uh, of them. But, and Malkin's got the other one. Probably, that's right. Yeah, probably would have won one if Crosby wasn't the one. Possibly, yeah. yeah. If Crosby wasn't Crosby and it was another guy who put up the same numbers, he might have won one of those. That's that true. first year, he was out outrageous. The second year, Mark Andre Fleury. The Fleury was, playing the first yeah. half, and then he came in in like game four or something like that against of Ottawa the conference and the finals. Conference finals. And, yeah. Uh, so I have Matt Murray at eight. I have Jordan Binnington at seven. So I've got him considerably higher than you do. Yeah. Uh, I. I really like St. Louis this year. I think in our rankings, I had them at three, two or three in the division. But I, I mean, I think they, could, they at the same time, they could win that division and, and just run away with it too, which is crazy to think. But that Central is just so good. Yeah, those top four teams, really. I mean, so interchangeable. You could, yeah. Uh, but I really, another reason I have them up, I just feel like he came in, granted, he started playing in November and they still weren't like, was it November or like December that he started coming in? January. It was January. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was January, but it was November when Baruby came in. And they, they really turned it around when Bennington came in and stabilized that net. There's something about that guy. Like He's ice cold in his he veins. Just, just. He just stabilized everything with that team uh, beyond the fact that he was essentially a rookie in the NHL, but not really because he had played – pro hockey like for so long Panarin when he came in he right. wasn't really a rookie rookie right. but, but I mean he was he was fantastic and sure. so uh he's my number seven and at number six is uh, my boy Freddie Anderson okay who I th- a lot of people have him higher uh some people have him lower like I was looking at several different lists you know trying to kind of compare and just just look at guys who I needed to make sure I didn't miss right. and and uh, I think I'm I'm pretty comfortable with six I think that he's He's an elite goalie. He's just outside those like just unreal goaltenders. Although I think that he he's so consistent too. He's like Marc Andre Fleury, but a little younger. And so I think he's got a little more gas in the tank. Sure. Uh, but you're always going to get a good game out of Freddie Anderson. He he maybe isn't going to stop those mind blowing. He's he I I can't think of times when he has a ton of mind blowing saves. But it's just because he he plays the position so boring. Like Carey Price doesn't have a lot of mind blowing saves. Maybe younger earlier he's in so his career, sound but he's just so positionally sound. Right. That I mean, if you score on him, it's because you beat him with a great shot. So there so you go. He's my number six. So who's your eight through six? All right, number eight, I have Braden Holtby. Um, this is a guy who is maybe you know two years ago you might have considered top five, but now starting to slip a little bit. Um, Last year wasn't as good of a year for him. However, the years prior, he still had a lot of quality uh, puck in him. And I, I do think a little bit of it has to do with, again, Barry Trotz in front of him. He put good systems into place in that Washington team. And so he had a lot of success. However, he's still a very good quality goaltender. And he's had 
Um, I mean, he's got the cup to his name, so he's he's gone through the, that ringer of having to go deep into the playoffs and be successful. Unlike a guy, for instance, like Tuka Rask, who just you know you you make a knock on for always screwing up in Game Seven. Like that's that's yeah. what he's known for in the playoffs. Um, you know, maybe not off to the best start this year, but however, it is a contract year, so I will say I do expect a very good Braden Holpe for the the season here. Now, last year he was thirty first in goals saved against replacement. One only one, essentially two goals saved above replacement, which is is quite bad. Yeah, like I said, not not the best of and seasons. Not not a great year, but uh, he, I mean, he still managed to win thirty two games, but that's because of the team in front of him. They just don't really have much of a choice. I mean, they, I know they have. Uh, who do they have coming? They have a good goalie coming. Yeah, Sam uh, Samanov. Samsonov, yeah. Samanov. Samanov. Is yeah. it Samanov? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ilias, I always thought Ilias it was Samsonov Samanov. too, and yeah. yeah. But I mean, Holtby does have the Vesna. He's got a Jennings. He's got the cup. He's got the hardware, which makes it hard to overlook when you're trying to think of a goaltender. I'll take for one game and, and so. only 29 years old. Like the goaltending position is so up and down that. Yes, I would agree. You have to look at the last three years, which in reality is last three years has been pretty rough. Uh, I actually don't have Braden Holtby on my list at all. That is shocking. <laughs> no Braden Holtby. Very and I, th- I considered putting him on this list. And I just, I, yeah, maybe could he be on here in the, in the teens somewhere? Probably. Uh, I just, I really feel like his game's just fallen off. Wow. So, okay. Braden Holtby misses my list all We'll see this year. He proves you're wrong if you're listening, Braden. You know, well, who, pick it up. Who's your 7-6? Uh, so, Holtby's at 8-7 for me is Carey Price. Um, okay, you've got Carey Price quite a bit lower than I have. Yeah, much lower. I'm not as high on him as most people have. I think early on in his career, he was a very good goaltender. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He was, I don't want to say deserving of the $10 million contract he got, but he was... He was consistently thought of as one of those guys, but I mean, last year, 918, year before that, 900, you have the injury, you know, bug that's plagued him a little bit too. And um, still eighth granted, in the league in, in goals against replacement. Sure. Which, I mean, when he's in there, when he's good, he's good. And I think his team relies on him a little bit too much at times. Um, he started 64 games and play, got in 66 of them. I mean, he played a lot. He, he did play a lot of he hockey. He played the most hockey out of any goalie in the league last year. Uh, Devin Dubnik second, and then Connor Hellbuck third. Uh, yeah, he just played so many games. And he played on a he played on an okay team. Right, you know, okay it's team. Not like but they were, it's not like they were awful. I won't, like they weren't bad defensively. They weren't great defensively. Not a lot of depth. Uh, I mean, that team lives and dies by Carey Price. Yeah, so. but we're not we're not getting any more of that Carey Price that was the the Hart, the Jennings, the Pearson and the Vesna winner. We did see Carey so. Price number 1 goaltender for what, what was that USA today? Was it? Who was that? I tweeted it out. Or I I put it on Instagram. Instagram, you can follow us at OT Hockey Talk. Um that's yeah, a nice plug. I had a uh I think maybe it was like a story, but anyways, it, yeah, somebody had him ranked as the number one goalie in the league, and there there are quite a few people that still have him number one in the league. I just, I mean, I can I can see the argument for having him definitely in the top ten, uh, even in the top five. I don't know about number one uh, anymore. I think that this is you know, in terms of being a top five goalie, he maybe has a, a year or two left if he's going to be in that that category. I mean, he's he's what he's thirty one. How how long does a, a goalie? Although 
a positional goalie, he could last another three or four years. But, man, I just don't see that contract looking good in a couple no, of years. No, not at all. Uh, and then right above him, Mark andre Fleury. Um, he's very, very consistent. I know what I'm getting out of this guy. And he's been there, three cups. Granted, you know, again, you can make the argument with Matt Murray. You know, I've started, a, you know, one of them and took over for the other. But uh, he knows what it takes to win. And I think to me that's that's always what's most important when it comes to, you know, goaltending. I think, you know, this, this position is kind of like quarterbacks in the NFL where, if, you know, if you know what yeah. it takes to win, I mean, you yeah. can help a team succeed very well. Um, and I think, you know, last year, 917 save percentage came back down to earth a little Nine, bit. 913. 913? Okay. Yeah, came back down a little bit to earth in terms of, you know, his his stat line. But I think the team in front of him is going to be a little bit better this year. I think he's a little rejuvenated by the fact that he gets a whole year of Mark Stone in front of him, which who wouldn't be excited well, about Well, if that, they so. don't play, I mean, they need to play him. He was, he was what, third or fourth most in, in games played. Yeah, he might have to play played, 70 so. games this year. I mean, you, you just need to play him I don't want so Subban. much less. Yeah, I don't want Subban playing though. Maybe they can play Subban because they have such a good team in front of them now. <laughs> well, there's that too. Maybe you could. It's possible. Well, now if they get a if they get a big a big jump and a nice start, that was the problem is that they got dug a hole. I think Flurry was hurt early on. Too, he was, wasn't he? yes, and they so, went through like eight goaltenders. So they dug a big hole and then uh, and then he kind of had to play all towards the end and and that just I don't think is he's 34 years old and by the end of the year he's 35. I think you need to look at playing him no more than 55 games. I mean, I think 60, 60 games is just too, it's too many for a guy that age. You're going to burn him out. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he'll be, he could do it, but he'll be at his best. And for playoff time, he'll most be goaltenders at, are at their best if they're rested yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the problem is finding somebody to play those extra games. That is true. Uh, okay. So top we are five. into the top five. Uh, we'll go one at a time. Okay. My number five is the Florida Panthers new goaltender, Sergei Bobrovsky. Ooh. So I have him uh, just just making the top five. And uh, yeah, I mean, Bobrov- I mean, every goalie on this top five, even the top 10, uh, I think everyone will take. I will say this, that uh, Bobrovsky and his, his uh, goal saved against replacement, not great. 23rd in the league, 5.27. Uh, his quality starts barely over half, five zero eight in terms of the percentage. Uh, Thirty one out of his sixty one starts were qu- considered quality, and he had the second most really bad starts in the league. Uh, take a guess at who was tops in the league? Really bad starts. Oh, I have to say Martin Jones. Yes, That's, yes. Yeah. He had fourteen really bad starts, uh, whereas Bobrovsky and Dubnik both with thirteen really bad starts. So. Uh, that is cause for concern. Uh, but I I mean, how can I bet against Bobrovsky in Florida? I, mean, I think we're all hoping that he can be the guy who makes Florida relevant again and makes this team of like Barkov and Huberdo and Vince Trocek, all these guys that we've wanted to go to the playoffs and at least see beyond the regular season. I think he's probably, he's he's a better answer than a, a really injured Luongo and James Reimer. Uh, but I think this, this might be like, this is, this is my make or break. Like if he goes into Florida and he's really great, uh, cool. Like he could move up this list even into next year, but he could also, this, this could be the beginning of the, just the tumble for Bobrovsky, wow. but only 30 years old. So yeah, I think like Carey Price, his contract's going to look pretty bad in a few years so yeah i mean obviously you're banking on what he can do for you right now for the next three or four years and you'll deal with 
what comes down the road. But right. uh, I, I mean, I still think he's got a lot in the tank. I am basing some of this off of, of like what he's been able to accomplish in the past. Definitely had a down year, especially early on with the Blue Jackets. But he did have his best playoff of his career. Beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very true. One. So maybe that's a, a sign of turnaround. But I, at 30 years old, I think he's still got some time. Some yeah, he's time right in that, that yeah. nice goalie window there. Yeah. Uh, who's your number five? Number five for me is your boy, Freddie Anderson. Okay, so we had him right around the same. Yes, yeah. love love what you get the consistent consistency out of this guy for. Um, Not to mention the fact that, I don't know if you saw in the game against St. Louis, his helmet came off. I did not see that. And uh, I saw someone that was like, when my when my hat comes off, I look like the biggest goober. When Frederick Anderson's <laughs> helmet comes off, he looks like a Norse god. <laughs> he just his hair was perfect. That's great. His helmet fluff. It was awesome. So uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I, model of consistency. You look at his last five seasons: nine eighteen, nine seventeen, nine eighteen, nine eighteen, nine nineteen. You know what you're getting yep. out of this guy. Yep. And if I got to ride somebody for a whole season, like he might be you know, top two in terms of who I might take because you know you get a shot to win every single night with this guy. I mean, like all goaltenders. 63% of his starts, quality starts. Right. And That's second most shots against last year. That's what he, he does. He faces more rubber than anybody. Can you guess who is number one? Uh, I won't click the button. <laughs> <laughs> Don't click the button. My <laughs> um, guess number one shots against, like, Carey Price? No, it was Hollabuck. Ah, Hollabuck. Yeah, which is only probably going to get worse for him this year. Sad to say, but yeah. Um, yeah, Carey Price was up there, though. Oh, Carey Price was third. All right, so it wasn't too far out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so for me, number five, Freddie Anderson. Uh, okay, my number four is the Vesna Trophy winner, Ben Bishop. All right. He had an Love it. unbelievable year last year. 32 goals against replacement. He didn't replacement. win the, the Vesna, by the oh. way. He came in second. He but, came in second. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Who, wait, who won the Vesna last year? Fassie. Oh, he did win the Vesna. Oh yeah, the 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 goalie on the best team award. That's right. <laughs> right. Uh, Thirty-two goals saved against replacement in forty-five games. That's yeah. un, like it's unbelievable. Next highest guy is Vasilevsky with twenty-six, who played in eight more games. So right. that's a uh, incredibly impressive. His quality starts. He is essentially first in the league. Sixty-eight percent of his starts were quality starts. Uh, Jordan Bennington being fourth. Surprisingly, Mackenzie Blackwood is fifth. Wow. But, I mean, he was just otherworldly last year. I mean, granted, Dallas has a nice defense. Not a lot of depth at forward. I, it's it's not like the they quality of shots one were. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, he was standing on his head. Uh, I think he's, he's phenomenal. He's an opportunity to maybe even move higher up this list. It's just he was really good in Tampa. And he was kind of always hurt. And like, that was kind of the knock against him. And I think he was even hurt last year, but a little bit, he didn't, he didn't need to play all the games because of the, the players that are behind him. So uh, who's, who's there? Kudobin. Kudobin. Yeah. You yeah. got a he, good quality who had, backup who had another good year. Who, I mean, I actually saw Kudobin on a lot of people's lists in like the top 15. So yeah, good goaltending for both those guys, which is probably what keeps them so healthy is, you know, hey, you're only going to be relied upon to play 45 games. Come playoff time, you can just you can roll. And the guy, I swear, starting in game one to like a seventh game, he grows. Like he just gets <laughs> bigger and bigger, and there's less and less space in the net. Uh, I just always remember him frustrating everybody. 
so he's my number four. Okay. I will say, though, it's always healthy, a little competition. So uh, that's true. That yeah. never hurts yeah. either. Yeah. So uh, number four for me, Sergey Bobrovsky. Again, I, I maybe put him a couple notches higher than maybe some of the guys on the list just because he's got a couple Vesnas to go with his name. Uh, granted, the playoff success wasn't there until last season. So uh, now we've got a team in front of him, a great coach in front of him. I don't think there's any excuses now if he doesn't perform well in the playoffs or you know even regular season for that matter. So he's a guy you know you're gonna you're gonna get some quality starts out of, and he's gonna play a lot of games for this team. So I think uh, I think the season's looking looking pretty good. We'll see how it goes for Florida. Okay, um, my number three is a guy who missed your top five, but it's Carey Price. It's fair. Oh. Yeah, number, I don't I don't blame I, you. I have no reason to keep him outside the top three yet, but if he has another fallback year like if he's i would say last year was sort of a bounce back year for him he was also hurt the year before so what are you gonna do sure uh last year he had a really nice year can he take another step and get back to even closer to when when he was mvp or does he regress again that's that's gonna be my biggest question mark can montreal play who's mike condon their backup Yes. So can Montreal afford to play Mike Condon 25 times? I don't know. Just call Anti Niemi back again. If they want, oh gosh. <laughs> I remember like some of our first shows, we were just making fun of Anti Niemi for episode after episode. And, and then, then he ripped it up. And then he ripped games. it up. That's what he needed. He needed some some passive aggressiveness. There you go. Sent his way. OT motivation. That's right. Okay. So your number three. Number Trace, Ben Bishop, my okay. pick for the Vesna last year. Should have won it. Didn't get it. And it. again, it's probably because if his team had finished first in the league, he probably would have won it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That and he didn't play as many games, but whatever. Stupid writers. I know. Uh, yeah. So that for me, number three, this is a guy who just, I, I think he's just going to be just as good this season and he's going to give Dallas a real good shot at winning that central. My guess is our number one and number two are flipped. I don't know. We'll see. So I have Andre Vasilevsky at one. I, I do think that he is just, he shouldn't have won the Vesna last year, but I do think that he's the most talented goalie in the NHL. He's huge. He can move like the wind. He makes crazy athletic saves. Like that's the difference between him and Frederick Anderson is like, not only is he good positionally, but he can also make the crazy save. He makes like one of those behind the back saves, like every five games. Right. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is second in goal saved above replacement, and uh, I mean, I just think he he was he is fantastic. I'll say one one thing, Ben Bishop. You had a three. His really bad starts, only one, which is incredible. Freaking awesome. I mean, in terms of other guys who only had one, uh, Jordan Binnington is really the only other guy, and Antti Ranta, but only played twelve games. So uh, the next guy who played more than thirty games or forty games to be in there is uh, Peter Mrazek at four. Okay, not bad. Uh, yeah. Okay, so and my number two is obviously John Gibson. It'll, it's the same for me. I'll actually. take whoever you want. Yeah. G- give me any of, any of them and that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I, I just barely like just barely above, uh, you know, Vassy over. I put Vassy at one, Gibson at two, just barely because Vassy's got, you know, he's got the Vezina now. And again, this guy's crazy good athletically like you talked about. And, and it doesn't hurt that he's just on a freaking powerhouse team. But yet he's still... Puts up freaking amazing numbers, and like you said, those those goals wins above you know his all those goals saved him up. Yeah, they're all just phenomenal. If John Gibson was on Tampa Bay, would he be better than Vasilevsky is right now? I don't know. That's the see. Some guys you wonder like he maybe is so good because he plays for a team that 
Like he just has a lot of shots against him. And so therefore, you know, he plays better. Maybe Vasilevsky is like the perfect combination because he doesn't need a lot of shots to be good. Hey, that's a good point. All right, there's our top 20 goalies. We'll uh, we'll post those too so that you can see them and you can yell at us on Twitter and Instagram and uh, be antisocial with us. And that is our episode at OT Hockey Talk is where you can find us everywhere and look forward to our top 10 Philadelphia Flyers uh, in our next show. Uh, I'll be in Ireland next week so you'll you'll hear that show we won't have any any breaking news so if something crazy happens and you just hear this this episode about the flyers and we're wondering why we're not talking about the biggest trade ever Connor mcdavid gets dealt to the leafs for nick antropov and wade belak in a first you know that's i'll post a video on twitter or instagram or something justin will justin will be rolling so uh but look for that episode and we will be back with uh with our top 20 centers the week following. Ooh, I like it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.